Shalom to all. Today's daf is Kedusha Daf Yod Zayin, and we are starting about the 14th line with the words Ton Rabbanon. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe, Her Neshama Should Have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yontif, Ben Abasher Anshul, His Neshama Should Have an Aliyah. And we get to talk about Hanukkah, the gifts that an Evid Ivri are given when he leaves his master. And let's just read one of the Pesukim inside. It tells us, Hanik Tanik Loi, you shall surely give him gifts. From your flock, from your granary, and from your wine. That which Hashem blessed you, Titan Loi, you shall give him. So Gemara tells us, Tanar we have a bride, so come on, Nikim Loi, how much has to be given to him? Five slime worth out of every min that we just mentioned. That's a total of 15 slime. That's what Mayor says. Whereas Rabbi Yudai, Rabbi Yudai says, He's given 30 shkalim, which is the 30 shkalim of an Eved. We know that if a non Jewish Eved is killed by a Shar, so the owner of the Shar has to pay the owner of the Eved 30 shkalim, and that's what's given as the Hanukkah, as the gifts of an Eved every. Whereas Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, 50 is given like the 50 of Arachin. We know that if someone pledges the Erech, which is the Torah mandated value of someone to the base of the maximum amount one can pay is 50. So that's what's given to an Evid as his Anaka, as his gifts. Now the Gemara analyzes Omar Meir, Chamesh Slime, Mikomin Vamin, Shame Chamesh Slime, Divra Meir. Rev Meir says it's five slime of every man that's mentioned in the Pasuk, which is a total of 15 slime. Now we ask Rev Meir, Minyana Aslash Minan, is Rev Meir coming to tell us I count? We don't know math. We don't know that five times three is 15. Of course, a five slime of three men is given. So that's a total of 15 slime. Why is Rav Meir have to tell us that? The Gemara answers, Hakamashmon, this is teaching us, that he's not allowed to subtract, he's not allowed to give less than five slime of every men. However, if he does give him less than five slime of a men, he gave him more than five slime of another men, less than bothers, there's no problem. Meaning, as long as he gives his evid a total of 15 slime, that's okay. My time is Rav what's Rav Meir's reasoning? We learn Rekam Rekam from Bechar. When the Pasuk talks about redeeming a firstborn son, it uses the word Rekam. When it talks about sending an Eved free, it says, don't send him empty-handed. What do we learn? Just like Pidyan Aben is five slime, Afkan Chamesh slime. So to overhear by Anaka, it's five slime. So we ask, maybe the total gift that's given to the Eved only has to be five slime. Why is it five slime of every min? So my answer is, if after the Pasuk mentioned, then it said the word Rekam. So you're right, the total gift of all these three minim would only have to total five slime. But since it says the word Rekam in the beginning, first the Pasuk says, don't send them away empty-handed. And then the Pasuk says, you have to give him, So Shadi Rekam Atzayin, Rekam Agayren, Rekam Ayakev, we take this word Rekam, don't send them away empty-handed, and we put it on the word Tzayin, on the word Gayren, on the word Yakev, and that tells us that he has to be granted five slime of every single min, which is a total of 15. The Gemara asks, Vanelif Rekam Rekam Ya'alas why don't we learn a Joshua Rekam Rekam from Alas We know when a person goes up to the base Hamikdash, don't you regalim, he has to bring an Alas and over there the Pasuk says the word Rekam, don't come to the base Hamikdash empty-handed, and the cost of Alas only has to be two kasef, not five slime. So why don't we learn that Hanukkah and Evan Ivri, where it says the word Rekam, only has to be two kasef and not five slime. So the answer is Amakra, the Pasuk says, Hashem Yerecha, Hashem Lekecha, that which Hashem your God blessed you. So we're talking about blessing, which means giving a lot. So it must mean that we're learning a larger amount, not a smaller amount, and it's five slime. Now we continue, Rabbi Hudaim, Rabbi Hudad said, Shleshim Kishleshim Shal Eved, then Evan Ivri is given 30 shkalim as his Hanukkah, as his gifts when he leaves, because we learn it from an Eved, meaning when Eved Kenani is killed by a shar, that's how much his master is paid. My time Rabbi what's Rabbi reasoning? Yalif Nesina Nesina, may Eved. We learn Nesina Nesina from Eved. Malon Shleishim, just like over there, when Eved Kanani is killed, 30 is given to his master, Afkan Shleishim. So to over here, when Eved Ivri is leaving his master, he's given 30. Ask him, Yalif Nesina Nesina, may Arachin. Why don't we learn Nesina Nesina from Arachin? Malon Chamishim, Afkan Chamishim. Just like over there, when a person says, Erechi Olai, or I'm going to give the Erech of that person, the maximum he would give is 50. So to over here, maybe he would have to be given 50.
fifty when he leaves. So the Gemara answers two reasons. Chada, first of all, the tefasta merubalay tefasta, tefasta muah tefasta. That if you try to grab too much, you might not end up with anything. But if you grab a little bit, so you'll end up with that little bit. Which means if we have the number thirty here and the number fifty, if you're going to try to grab the number fifty, you're going to try to say that he has to give his evid every fifty when he leaves. That's a larger amount, and we always want to try to grab the smaller amount because you're definitely going to end up with the smaller amount. And furthermore, evid me evid havalei It makes more sense to learn evid from evid. And when we're dealing with arachan in the Torah, that's not talking about an evid. So therefore, the number is thirty according to Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon in the Brisa had said chamishim chamishim shabarachin that he's given fifty when he leaves his master, just like fifty of arachin. And my time is Rabbi Shimon. What's Rabbi Shimon's reason? Gomer nesin nesina me'arachin. He learns nesin nesina from arachin. Malalon chamishim afkan chamishim. Just like over there, when a person pledges an erech, the maximum he'll give is fifty. So to over here, when the evid leaves, he's given fifty. Ask Maybe the master only has to give his evid the minimal erech value that the Torah brings. Why the maximum? So our answer is The pasuk says that which Hashem blessed you, mashma that he has to give his evid a lot. Ask the Gemara of an elf and a sin and a Why don't we learn a sin and a sin from Evid? Mahalalan Shlashim, Afkan Shlashim. Just like over there, the master of an Evid Kanani that was killed receives 30 for his Evid. So to over here, he would have to pay his Evid every 30 when he leaves. And there's two reasons why to say that. Chada, first of all, the Tafasta Merubal, like Tafasta, that if you're going to try to grab too much, you might not end up grabbing anything. So let's pick the lower amount of 30, not the higher amount of 50. But furthermore, Evid Mevid Havalil Melef. We should learn Evid from Evid. So the answer is of Shimon, Micha Micha Gamar. Rab Shimon has a Gzer Shava, Micha Micha, a Pasukan Regards to Evid, every being sold says of when your brother becomes poor. That's the discussion of Micha, Mach, poor. And a Pasuk of Arachin says, So we see that we learn Evid every from Arachin. I think Mark continues analyzing Bishlam, the Rav Meir, Hayyadachsiv, Tsun, Gar, and Ryakev. We understand according to Rav Meir that we have to give five slime of each type. That's because the Pasuk says Tsun, Gar, and Ryakev. So we have three different types mentioned in the Pasuk. El Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Shimon, Hayyad, Tsun, Gar, and Ryakev, Lamali. Why does the Pasuk say Tsun, Gar, and Ryakev if it's just a number that has to be given, 30 or 50? Why does the Pasuk have to mention Sain Garn Ryakev? So Gemara says, Hayyam Baile, they need it for the following. Lechetanya, the Brazo says, Yachu, you might think, Lo Yumanikin Elamid Sain Garn Ryakev, that the only things the master is allowed to give his Evid as gifts is Sain Garn Ryakev. Minail Rabbis called over. How do we know that he's allowed to give him anything as a gift? Tamalan, because the Pasuk says, Asheberech, Hashem Lekecha, that which Hashem your God blessed you, meaning anything Hashem blessed you with, not only Sain Garn Ryakev. So we ask him, Cain, if that's so, Ma Tamalan, but Sain Garn Ryakev. So why does the Pasuk have to say Sain Garn Ryakev if the master is allowed to give his Evid anything? Lamelcha must be to tell you, Mat Tzayin Garn Ryakev Miuchadim, just like Tzayin Garn Yakev are unique. Shiashan Bechal Bracha, that they're included in Bracha, meaning they're in the category of Bracha where they increase. That Tzayin the flock give birth to more. Garn and Yakev are something that grow from the ground, so they grow more. That's called Bracha. Avkal Shiashan Bechal Bracha. So too, the master's allowed to give his Evid anything that's included, that's in the category of Bracha. Yatuk Safim, that excludes money. Money isn't included in Bracha. Money doesn't increase on its own. Devreb Shimon, that's Reb Shimon says. Whereas Rabbi Yaakov Emer, he tells us, Yatuk Prada. This excludes mules. Mules cannot reproduce, so he's not allowed to give his evan a mule. Whereas Rabbi Shimon, he would explain that pradas meshavchan begufayu, a mule, even though it cannot reproduce, but his body itself becomes better because as it grows older, it eats more, it becomes stronger and bigger, then that's considered like it's in the klal of bracha. Now, for Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov, he would explain about money, ksafim avid behu iska, money, even though it doesn't reproduce on its own, which would kind of be nice, but it doesn't, you could still do business with it, and if you make a good business deal, so then you'll have more money than you had before. So, according to Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov, that's what it means that money is bachal bracha. I think Mark continues with Tzricha, we need all these Pesukim. Dikas Rechman at Tzayin, if the Pesuk only wrote Tzayin, Havamina, I would say, Balichayim in, Gidu Lekar Kaloi. He's only allowed to give him a Balchai, he's only allowed to give him a live animal, but he's not allowed to give him something that grows from the ground.
ground. Because Rechman and Gairen, that's why the Torah writes Gairen, to say that even something that grows from the ground is allowed to be given to an Evan as a gift. Because of Gairen, if the Pasuk only wrote Gairen, Havamina, I would think, Dulekarka in Balechaimloi, that only something that grows from the ground is allowed to be given to an Evan, but an animal is not allowed to be given to the Evan when he leaves. So therefore, because Rechman and Sain, that's why the Torah wrote Sain, to say that he's allowed to even be given animals. So we ask Yakov Lamali, why do we have to write the word Yakov? Yakov means his wine cellar or his wine barrels. Why is that mentioned in the Pasuk? That technically should be included in Gairen. It's something that grows from the ground. So you don't on top of the Gemara answer is Lamayal Mutek Safim. According to Shimon, the word Yaakov is coming to exclude money, to say that he's not allowed to give his Evid money. And Lamayal, according to Prados, it's coming to exclude that he's not allowed to give a mule as a gift. And the Gemara continues, Tanar Banu, we have a Brisa. The Pasuk says, Asheb Reach Hashem Lekecha, that which Hashem your God blessed you. Now, Yachal, you might think, Nisbarch Bayas Beglali Manikin Lai, Loi Nisbarch Bayas Beglali in Manikin Lai, that if the Brach on the house was increased after he bought this Evid, so then when the Evid leaves, he gives the Evid presents. But if the house wasn't blessed because of this Evid Ivri, then he doesn't have to give him presents. When he leaves, Talmud Lama the Pasuk says, Hanik, Tanik, it's a double Lashayin, Mikal Makayim, either which way, whenever the Evid leaves, he has to give him presents, even if the house wasn't blessed because of this Evid. So we ask him, Kain Matam Lama Shebiracha, why does the Pasuk say, Ashebiracha, now which Hashem your God blessed you? That Pasuk is Mashma to some extent that if your house was not blessed because of the Evid Ivri, so you don't have to give him presents. Sigmar so says, No, Hakailafi Bracha Tenlai, you give him based off of the Bracha that he brought to the house, meaning there's a minimum amount you have to give him, even if the house was not blessed because of him. However, if the house was blessed, because of him, don't give him just the minimum amount, give him even more than that. says, the words are exactly as they're written. If the house was blessed because of this Evid Ivri, so then you give him presents when he leaves. If the house wasn't blessed because of him, you don't give him gifts when he leaves. So, why does the Pasuk repeat itself? That he should be giving gifts even if no bracha came to the house because of him. The Gemara answers, no, the Torah is just speaking like people do, and a person will speak in such a law. So that's why the Torah is talking like that, but it's not telling us that he would be given gifts if no bracha was brought to the house. And the Gemara continues, In Eved Ivri, he's going to serve the son, but not the daughter. Meaning, if the master dies, the Eved Ivri stays along to serve the son of the master, but not the daughter of the master. Meaning, if the master died and only left over a daughter, the Eved Ivri does not serve that daughter. In Amma Ivri, if her master dies, she does not serve the son or the daughter. In Eved Ivri, the guy's ear hole punched in the door. Or an Evid Ivri that was sold to a non-Jew, if the master dies, then it's of the daughter or the son. And now we analyze this Brisa. Amar Marwe just stated, Evid Ivri, Evid Saban, in Evid Ivri, if his master dies, he continues serving the master's son, but not the daughter. Minanimili, how do we know this? The because we have a Brisa. The Pasuk says, he shall serve you for six years. He serves you and not the Yairesh. Not the Aimer You say the Pasuk's telling us that he serves you and not the Yairesh. Maybe it means that he serves you, but not your son. And we say, when it says in the Pasuk, six years he shall serve, that's referring to serving the son as well. So what do we learn from the Pasuk, and he shall serve you for six years? He serves you and not the Yairesh. Meaning when the master dies and his possessions don't go to a son, but they go to a different Yairesh of his, if he doesn't have a son, for example, if he only has a brother, so his brother's going to Yairesh in him, his Evid Ivri does not serve his brother, the Yairesh. He only would serve the son. So why is it seeming to you to include the son, meaning that if the master dies, the Evid Ivri will serve the son, and you're excluding the brother, why not say the other way around? So we answer, 
and I include this son, Shekane Kamtachas Aviv Liada, because he comes in place of his father to marry her. As we've said previously, then a master has the option of marrying his Amma Ivriya, and if he doesn't want to, his son can marry this Amma Ivriya of his. Furthermore, Lusteachuza, he's in place of his father for Lusteachuza, when his father has an ancestral field that's given over to the son, and that's why the Eved Ivri will also serve the son. So we ask Adrav, maybe the opposite should be, I should include the brother, meaning the Eved Ivri is going to serve the brother of the master when he yarshins his brother, because he's in place of his brother for Yibam. If Ruvain dies without children, so his brother Shimon does Yibam. So Mar says, no, there's only Yibam when there's no son, but if there's a son, so then no Yibam takes place. So we didn't say that the brother is stronger than the son because the brother does Yibam. A brother only does Yibam when there's no son. So it doesn't make him stronger. So I think Mar just asks on the Kalvachimer, it's Mashmah that the only reason why brother is not stronger than son is because we have this Pircha showing that the brother only does Yibam when there's no son, but if there's a son, there wouldn't be Yibam. That's Mashmah Halavachi, Ach Adif, that without this Pircha, the brother would be better. But why would we say that? But typically, the Hachatarti Vachachada, why don't we just say that the reason why the son is stronger than the brother is because the son goes in place of his father for two things. As we said, he can marry the Amma Ivri of his father, and he's going to inherit the Stechus of his father, whereas the brother only takes the place of the master in one thing in regards to Yibam. So my answer is no, Stechus and Nami, Mahar Pircha, who the Kanafka even Stechus that the Tana learns from here. Klumish Yibam El Makam Shane Ben, that there's not going to be Yibam unless there's no son. In other words, we don't have a clear Pasuk that puts the son over the brother when it comes to Stechus either. So really, we don't have a two versus one over here when it comes to son versus brother, and therefore we have a Kabbalah without a Pircha on it. The Gemara continues explaining the Bride, so Alma Ivriya, Eno Eved, Deslois, Ben Sabas, and Alma Ivriya, when her master dies, she's not going to serve the son or a daughter. Minanimili, how do we know this? Says the Gemara, Amar of Padra, Pada answers, Damakra, because the Pasuk says, Vafla Mascha Tasakain, you shall also do this for your Amma. Hekisha Kasafla Nirza, the Pasuk compares an Amma Ivriya to an Eved that got his ear hole punched. Man Nirza, Eno Eved, Lois, Ben Sabas, just like a Nirza, if his master dies, he doesn't serve a son or a daughter. Af Amma Ivriya, Eno Eved, Lois, Ben Sabas, and Amma Ivriya also, if her master dies, she doesn't serve the son or the daughter. Ask Gemara, Vahila Mascha Tasakain, Lachiudasa, is that really what the Pasuk of La Mascha Tasakain is teaching us? We need it for the following Brahisa. The Pasuk says, Vafla Mascha Tasakain, you shall also do this for your Amma, Lahanik, that's talking about giving her gifts. Now we analyze, Ato Em Lahanik, Ena El Ritzia, you say this Pasuk is telling us we have to give her gifts when she leaves. Maybe it's talking about Ritzia, that she should get her ear hole punched if she wants to stay for longer. So we say, Kshu Amar, when it says in the Pasuk, Vim Amar Yom Eved, if the Eved says, I like my master and I want to stay, so then the Pasuk talks about Ritzia, and we learn from there, Veloy Amma Ivriya, it's only if the Eved says this, but not if the Amma Ivriya says this. Sorry, Ritzia Amor, we clearly have a different Pasuk that's telling us that only an Eved can get Ritzia, but not an Amma Ivriya. So what's the Pasuk of Va'afla Maschatasakain teaching us? Lahanik, that when Amma Ivriya leaves, she gets presents. So clearly that's what we need the Pasuk for, and not to tell us that she doesn't serve the son or the daughter of the master. So the answer is no. All the Pasuk should say is Laamaschakain. My Taase. Why did it say Va'afla Maschatasakain? Shamismanatarti. So we learned both from this Pasuk. We continue explaining the Raisa. Hanir Savanim Kerl Evi Kuchavim. An Evid who's a Nirzo or sold to a guy. Eno Evi Lois Abenwal Sabaz. He doesn't have to serve the son or the daughter. How do we know this? Because Nirzo in regards to this Evid, the guy's ear hole punched. Tichsevit says in the Pasuk, Varatza Adonim is Oznam Bar Matzea, Vavadi Lailam, and the master shall punch his ear with his Marzea, with his all, and will be his Evid forever. What do we learn from here? Vlaya Saban Vasabas. He's only going to be the master's servant forever, but not the son or the daughter's servant. And Imker Lev Kacham Minayin. How do we know this applies to one who sold to Nanju? So Amr Cheskia Amr Kra, because the Pasuk says, Vechishav Imkainehu. And he shall make a Chajbin, meaning a monetary count, with the one that purchased him. What do we learn from here? Vlaya Yosha Kaneu. Now with the Yarshim of the one that purchased him. It's only a monetary Chajbin is going to be made with the non Jewish master that bought this Jewish servant, but not with his kids if the non Jewish master dies. And on something similar, Amr Rav, Rav tells us, Midai Raisa, a non Jew will inherit his father. Shinamar, because the Pasuk says, and we learn from 
from here, not with the Yarshim of the one that purchased him. Mechlal, this implies, the Isla Yarshim, that this one who acquired the Eved Ivri, meaning this non-Jew, has Yarshim. So, Mida Raisa, there is the concept of Yerusha for non-Jews. However, Geras HaOevek HaChavim, Enemidevere Taira, Elmidevere Seifrim. The fact that a Ger inherits his father, who's still a non-Jew, that's not Mida Raisa, that's only Midra Banon. Then, because we have Meshna, Ger HaOevek HaChavim, Shashir Savim, Oevek HaChavim, a Ger and his non-Jewish brother, then inherited their father, who is a non-Jew. Ger Yachalayim, the Ger is allowed to tell his brother, who's still a non-Jew, you take all of dads of Adazara, money mice, and I'll take the money. Or you take all the Yainasech, which is also for a Jew, Vani Paris, and I'm going to take the Paris. However, if he said this, Mishabarlar shows Ger, once they already came into the Rishos of the Ger, Usr, he's not allowed to do this. And the reason why is because once Avadazar came into his Rishos, if he doesn't exchange with his brother who's a non-Jew, so that means he's gaining from this Avadazara. It's only before the Avadazara or the Yainasech came into the Ger's Rishos that he's allowed to say, brother, you take this and I'll take the other stuff. Now, if you want to say that a Ger inherits his father, Midai Raisa, Kiloi Nami. Even if these items haven't yet come into his Rishos, it still would be usher to say, you take the Avadazar and I'll take the money. Kishakil, once he does take it, he's taking something which is an exchange for Avadazara. So Ella must be Midrabanon, that a Ger only inherits his father Midrabanon, and therefore we have to wait till Avadazara, the Yainesech, actually gets into his Rishos for us to say that he's not allowed to exchange it with his non-Jewish brother. But if it's not in his Rishos yet, so he's allowed to exchange it with his brother, because Midai Raisa, it's not his yet. So why is it the Rabbanon established that a Ger will inherit his father? Maybe he's going to go back to his old ways if we say that he's not allowed to inherit his father, even though he became a Ger. Bottom line is, his father is still his father, at least biologically, maybe not halachically, but it's still his father. And if we say that he's not inherit him, we're afraid he might go down a bad path, so we allow him to inherit his father. just like this, when was it said that the Ger is allowed to make an exchange with his brother? That's only when they Yarsh and their father. But if they made a Shituf, if they made a partnership, then it's Usr. Because that means that the Ger already owns Avadazara, and then he's not allowed to exchange Avadazara for money, because that means he's benefiting from Avadazara. We continue, A non-Jew inheriting his father who's a Ger, or a Ger inheriting his father, who also became a Ger, that's not Midar Raisa or even Midar Abanon. Denied because we have a mission that tells us, if a person borrowed money from a Ger, whose sons also were Megayer with him, the person who borrowed money from him does not have to return that money to the Ger's children. And if he returned it to the Ger's children, the Chum are not happy with him. And this is because it's not necessary. We know that when a person becomes a Ger, they're like a Katan Shanaila, they're like a child that was born anew. And therefore, even if a whole family became Gerim together, even though biologically maybe they're considered father and son, but halachically they're not father and son. They're two random people. And therefore, if someone had borrowed money from the Ger father and that Ger father died, the money does not have to be returned to the Ger child. Asking more Vatan, you have a breast that says, that the Chamim are happy with him if he returns the money. So Gemara says, like Hasha, there's no problem. One's talking about a son who became a Ger with his father, that his conception and his birth was Shalai B'Kedusha, and he became a Ger only after he was born. And one's talking about the son of a Ger, who his conception was Shalai B'Kedusha, meaning his mother wasn't Jewish when he was conceived, but by the time he was born, his mother was Jewish already, so then the money should be returned to him. Now we continue with this. Midai Raisa, a guy, will inherit his father. Because the Pasuk says, Ki Esav harseir, I gave Harseir as a Yerusha to Esav. So we see that non-Jews do have a concept of inheritance, Midai Raisa. Hold on a second, Maybe Yisrael Mumer is different. 
Esav was Yisrael Mummer. He wasn't a guy, so how could we say that? The Gemara says, right, El Mehacha from a different place. The Pasuk says, Kilbnei Light Nasatias are Yerusha, because to the sons of light I gave R as a Yerusha. And this Pasuk's talking about non Jews, so we see that non Jews do inherit Midaraisa. Now the Gemara asks, Rabchibar Oven, my time alayama Kurava. Why does Rabchibar Oven say like Rava? Rava had a different Pasuk. So we answer, Miksiv, does it say, Vichishav im Kaneu, Vilayim Yashakaneu? It doesn't say that. It says, Vichishav im Kaneu. Rava's Joshua was, Vilayim Yashakaneu. But that's not what the Pasuk says. And Rav, my time alayama Kravchibar Oven, why doesn't Rava say like Rabchibar Oven? That's because Mishum Kvadi da Avram Shani. The case of Light is different because of the covet of Avram Avinu. Light was a relative of Avram, so maybe that's why Yerusha was given to Light. But for a different guy, maybe we would not say that, and therefore Rava uses other Pasuk of Chishavim Kaneu and Yidarshin Vilayim Yashar Kaneu. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about Evid Ivri and Amma Ivriya. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.